IDS Talks is a podcast dedicated to helping corporations and law firms find new and effective ways to leverage data, giving them a decisive advantage both in and out of the courtroom. Hello, and welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Jonathan Sachs, and I'm the Chief Revenue Officer here at IDS, and I'm joined by Tim LaTulip, one of our directors out of the London office. Tim's here today to talk to us about version 8.0 of his D3, Delightfully Digestible Data. It's an email he sends to a select group of people, and in it, he covers December and January highlights and a recent blog he wrote, as well as a Q1 look ahead. Tim, welcome to today's podcast. Jonathan, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. This, this is very serious. For those for those longtime listeners, um, don't be surprised by that. Very serious. All right. That's the way we'll do today. I appreciate it. Uh, let's jump right in. Yeah. I, I was thrilled to get sure. version eight. Um, for those who didn't get the email, by the way, if you'd like to get it, uh, reach out to Tim. He's on LinkedIn, or you can find his email address on our website, but he'd happily add you. Uh, to the list where um, I believe no one knows who actually gets it because of the way we send it. So December, it feels like it was a long time ago because January flew by, but let's quickly cover the highlights because you uh, you talked about them. Happy to. Yeah, December was very busy for us. Um, client engagements were very active. That comes and goes every kind of holiday period. Sometimes it's driven by things being cleared out by by corporate clients for, for the end of the year. Sometimes there are uh, legal proceedings that need immediate attention, even around uh, uh, the festive period and in early January. But we've got we've got some some cases on that are very kind of long term and allowed the team to have a little bit of a break in December as well as being busy. It's a nice kind of hybrid of both. Mm-hmm. Um, we also spent a lot of time visiting with people. We're a people firm were people people if i can use that term so we were uh we were in belgium and france for for a good 10 days combined uh in in december dan ruprecht and i were seeing clients in belgium uh brussels specifically as usual um and then i was in paris for for a number of days reconnecting with people we haven't seen in a little while people that we work with regularly and um just just enjoying a bit of the the festivities as well around uh around christmas markets in 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 europe they're they're quite a sight and quite a thing to be experienced that that time of year yeah i'm we I'm also waiting. Um, i'm waiting for my package by the way from the gifts from the yeah. christmas market it must be stuck in customs but thanks for that yeah it's got to be it got to be it yeah. <laughs> january highlights now uh quite a busy one from what i understand Dan Ruprecht kicked it off straight away with an event in Brussels. Yeah, he didn't waste much time, um, did he? But I think uh, now that January is pretty much wrapping, it it did sort of fly by, but it was a very packed month. Uh, Client work was very active, but we were also very kind of energized by how engaged the market is uh, Europe-wide. We on this side of the world tend to not go to things like legal week, uh, formerly legal tech for those listening that are confused. Um, but we, we tend to focus more on sort of industry, uh, subject matter specific events. So things that are related to, uh, labor and employment or antitrust or, or that sort of thing. 
And uh, Dan had the privilege of being invited to an event uh, co-hosted or really spearheaded by Concurrence, which is a large publication on the continent in the antitrust space. Uh, they, I think they partnered with Herbert Smith. Uh, it was quite a, quite a showing and that the co-panelists were heads of the regulatory authorities all in the UK, European Commission. Um, so I think Dan felt fr- pretty humbled sitting on that panel. He, of course, did a really, really great job and, and Dominic Tucker on our team was over there with him. Uh, but a real, a real good showing for IDS to express and share our knowledge and impart that to the market, but really just even just for bragging rights, it's really nice to be uh, invited to that kind of caliber of, of conversation. Yeah, that was a, uh, that was a, a big one and a good, and, and a very good one. And like I said, I was surprised at how quickly uh, it came on in, in the year. So uh, starting off strong now, that's an example of an event that we go to, but um, you and the rest of the London team have a history of doing round tables tend to be maybe a breakfast round table. But in January, you and along with another one of our colleagues from the US and the team in London mm-hmm. had a dinner round table, right? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't really in keeping with the dry January theme that we have in Great Britain. Uh, I find that people have fallen off off that uh, that fat a little bit. Uh, but we, we had quite a... Um, we had quite a, a showing at a dinner that we held. We, we we tend to hold these things as breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, we have very subject matter specific invites to, to things. And we'll do more of this in January and February where we pick a topic related to, to antitrust or employment or litigation. And we get the right people to a breakfast or something and really talk it out. This thing we did on the 23rd of January was quite a bit different because it was about it was about the guests more than our own selfish interests or our own mm. offerings. If, if you like, it was about how client development has evolved. And so we all have our own ways of developing clients or building relationships. And most of our buyers and user buyers are uh, senior law firm partners. So they, they had the opportunity to come by and also bring their rising star uh, associates with them. So people they have worked with for a number of years. And we were able to kind of tease out this conversation of what do you see that's different? What's going to be different in five years? Is it the dynamic of the the, the client, the corporate buyer? Um, we teased out a lot of things. Um, Hunter was here from the US, our, our COO, and he helped kind of drive it um, from, from the outset. We had a bunch of, but you know, by the end of the night, we had a bunch of really energetic conversations conversations going and I'm, I'm sure the takeaways from it will be you know publicized more publicly none of that's a real secret um the the, the quote attribution will be will be anonymized if there are any but we'll we'll probably digest that to the public yeah i was uh, i was a little jealous didn't get to go there for that and i saw that i think maybe within an hour of the event wrapping one of the attendees had posted on their linkedin page uh about it yeah. which was which was very cool uh, you know, uh, some people don't know that I was a practicing attorney. I should just say an attorney. Whenever I say practicing, they say, so you never figured it out, but we're going to go with it. Practicing <laughs> attorney. Right. Um, and when, you know, when you are a more junior associate looking to make it into partnership or shareholder, depending on what the firm calls it, 
you know, understanding client development is really important. Um, you come some cases straight from law school. No one tells you how to develop business, how to establish yourself as a thought leader, which in turn will drive clients to you. So being able to have conversations like I imagine happened during that dinner, extremely valuable. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for sharing a bit about that. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about your January Leavers blog because when I saw you tease it out in a LinkedIn post uh, for about two and a half seconds, I thought, oh my God, Tim is leaving. So I fell for it, call it clickbait, call it the hook that got set, but I fell for it. And then yeah. I got to read the blog. So maybe you could just spend two minutes uh, talking about that uh, that blog you wrote. I'm, I'm happy to. And again, we others can be accessing it you know, through the links shared with this, it's a very short read, just like D3, it's meant meant to be digestible. If if something's quite punchy, we'll call it a white paper, you'll know you're getting into a, a 15 minute read, we'll, we'll, we'll flag that to you. Um, but this is really just to kind of impart a bit of wisdom and give a few pointers to people in the legal community around uh, the risk of lever employees in January. Um, they, they all, all go for a number of reasons, people find newer opportunities they leave their their field and go to another they don't hit performance markers or are promised something they don't receive or there's some uh unpleasantness at a christmas party or you know it just there's a whole variety of things that that drive people to make that decision in january and and usually they're fine uh but it's where we see a big rise in contentious allegations whether there's litigation or claims filed is another question but there's certainly a lot of suspicions uh around theft of ip from companies uh it's usually the strongest asset of every company if you know if they're, especially if they're in the non-tangibles um and even those that work in things like manufacturing products design engineering things those are quite valuable to companies and if they're going to competitors that's a huge risk for, for the incumbent employer so we so we sort of talk about that in the blog, how we can attack, how we can attack that very cost-effective kind of way, get a sense of what's happening, and and also fails to be considered sometimes as a as a view from the newer employer. They might be they might be blind to all of this in in a sense that you know um, they're receiving a person or a team of people, uh, and uh, you know they've 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 brought them on board, but they're not really aware that this kind of information might be coming across to them. We've seen that be quite impactful in, in cases before where they're in receipt of um, sensitive pricing materials or things that would create um, consumer harm or problems with with the market around them. So th there's a lot of risks on, on both sides to be considered. And we have a lot of experience in helping assess that risk uh, in a kind of measured tactical way. Yeah, I think I'd add one point to, to that, which is... Um... Not every employee is bad. Not every departed employee has taken the secret recipe. Um, and so it, in some cases, it could be just as important to do a quick early risk assessment to determine nothing happened. There is no smoke. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, great. But at least you've taken the appropriate security measures to check and ensure that what is so uh, important to your organization actually stayed at the organization. So uh, I enjoyed the blog um, and I'm sure we'll hear maybe some follow-on stories as people do, in fact, choose to leave. And again, thankfully you didn't, Tim. So 
Yeah, good job. All right, uh, and real quick, I'm glad the clickbait worked. Yeah, uh, it did. Oh, uh, it it at least for one, at least for one. Uh, in terms of uh, the Q1 look ahead, uh, you hit a couple of the highlights, uh, one of them being an upcoming trip to Dublin, not just a trip. I mean, you're going to be at a conference and, and participating, and it's the International Business Employer, correct? Uh, international Employment Lawyer. Um, and they, uh, are, they are a lovely, lovely group. Um, they've they've been at it for a few years now. I They, they might have got sort of – they might of properly kicked off kind of during like the emergence of covid or maybe it was before and they had a hiatus like like a lot of people but they've, they've done such a good job with it um we attend a lot of events um historically and you know 10 percent of them are are probably worth it and uh it's a combination of things it's location it's people they invite to speak it's people they curate to attend it's the you know it's the the length of the talk sessions it's like where the breaks are you know how how is there a decent barista there to make coffee you know uh that that kind of stuff really matters but they um they hit they hit all the boxes so i i don't work for them there's no there's no financial reward for this but i just know there just is not it's a, a well-run event which is which is why we continue to uh uh to participate uh, sponsor be involved but this this time around it's not in london it's in um it's in another one of my favorite european cities which is dublin and uh they're they're hosting it at croke park which is quite a, oh, quite yeah. a cool place it has a very very storied history for a lot of reasons um but they have quite a lot of events there nowadays and we're looking forward to being over there dominic tucker and i will be in dublin six and seven march pretty much in the croke park area but i wouldn't be surprised if you know, you didn't find us listening to music at one in the morning, one of those nights, uh, somewhere in the city. But it, it's an event that's largely attended by uh, seasoned and and uh, high caliber employment lawyers, as well as their in-house contacts, usually C-suite level HR folks, sometimes GCs from companies. But it really focuses right in on the the heart of what we were just discussing a few minutes ago. They they have roundtables around how do you protect your trade secrets in your IP? Very relevant to what we do and what, what we're interested in. Uh, last autumn, they had a topic around the uh, the confluence between uh, competition law and labor law, which is super oh, interesting. interesting to me. Dan Rupert yeah. is hugely involved in competition law. And uh, it was around uh, poaching agreements and non-poaching agreements and how that's uh, detrimental to, to the market it makes one company more powerful than the other uh, and the competition authorities are actually really paying attention to this stuff in europe so I, it's stuff that stuff that i hadn't really considered or paid attention to before uh it's so really interesting stuff like that and we we look forward to being there and i'm sure you'll see lots of uh silly and you know beautified photos on on the internet about it we 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 cannot wait so uh clearly uh q1 we're gonna have uh some of that continued travel conference attendance um having a scheduled roundtable in q1 yeah we're working on that actually um i it's not gone on the diary just yet but we always have an ids led roundtable in in every quarter they're again i mentioned it earlier quickly but they're very topical they're they're for a specific group of people it's not it's generally not a catch-all let's invite everybody we can think of it's this is going to be about regulatory issues and, and how to use data to deal with that. 
So we're talking to white collar regulatory lawyers in that sense, or something that's just for the in-house community. Right. And that way we won't probably won't invite external lawyers. So they're more candid and, and comfortable. We're pretty careful at how we curate these things. It's not much, of, it's not a scatter shotgun approach. Right. No, no, it is. It is. Um, it's a curated list with uh, created with intentionality is what I would say. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, I know that that you and the team will have a number of infirm presentations. But there was one other thing you mentioned in your Q1 look ahead that I thought the listeners might, might be interested in hearing a little bit more about, even though it's internal to to IDS, which <laughs> is IDSU. Yeah, yeah. And we had a catch up with our um, uh, with our head of, of talent and HR at IDSU the other day on this, but she really drives the the train on that one and it's IDS University which is um I've I've gone to university a few times over and I'll never stop so if I can get get mm. some uni is, is is good for me uh, and if it's right here at IDS that's that's great too and part you know when we were joining um a, a few of us it was quite an interesting attractive thing I'm sure you found the same Jonathan but it's it's a it's a week long it's a week long thing with with some courses built in it's not all day every day they're they're in blocks but everyone kind of switches off their their no their, their buzzing phones and things and pays attention to our to our colleagues we invite in external speakers to cover certain aspects of it depends i, I don't know who it is this year i actually like not knowing it's fun when it's right. a bit of a, I, a surprise agreed. yeah uh, we've had some pretty cool people that's pretty cool people um and uh you know we we do one as a group for the whole company it's a it's a spotlight on on the UK and, and the rest of Europe. Um, I won't, I won't spoil it here, but we've got some, some cool things planned for that, but it's a really, it's a really good, um, good week to learn about what everyone's doing, uh, what, what we could be doing better. It just, you know, broadens people's minds a little bit. It's not razor focused. I know we, you know, Jonathan, you and I, uh, belong to the same, um, revenue and sales organization. So we have a, kind of strategy meeting around that sort of thing, which is very targeted and quite, quite, um, uh, uh, quite precise that way. But this is more about everyone learning about everyone's right goings on. And uh, I, I really like it. What about you, Jonathan? I mean, I think yeah. it's a cool, cool thing that we do. I think it's great. It was, it was very unique. It is very unique. Uh, I think to, to IDS, um, you know, personal and professional development is really important to our to our founder and CEO Dan Regard. Um, it is, I think you 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 captured it well, right? It's hearing from different parts of the company that we don't necessarily hear from. It's learning what's going on. It's it's sharing with one another, and there's always an element of something not business focused. Uh, it's it's more about us as people. And as teammates, so um, I I don't know I don't know if you were with us when we had a former Navy SEAL come in and um, talk about extreme ownership. Uh, we've had Molly Bloom come in um, mm. after she uh, had her yeah, she movie. Was cool. Yeah, so we've had a uh, some other uh, interesting individuals come in, and then there was one where they don't have this incredible story about. Uh, Navy missions or running poker rooms, but understand how your body reacts to certain stressors so that if you're having a conversation and your body is telling you now is not a good time to have the conversation, take a step back, 
have the conversation clearly just wait uh so that one was interesting uh to say the least so looking forward to to that you know what else i'm looking forward to tim what's that version 9.0 of d3 because it means you and i will have another chance to have a podcast conversation like this so with with that i want to thank you tim for joining me today uh, I'd also like to thank our regular subscribers and those that may be first-time listeners for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about IDS or you want to uh, subscribe to our IDS Talks podcast, you can visit idsinc.com or go wherever you normally get your podcasts from. Uh, thank you again for joining us, and I look forward to talking about data with you on our next edition of IDS Talks. Have a good one there, Tim. Thank you, Jonathan. And you. Thank you.